All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us for episode 35 of Cage Side Combos. We are coming to you over Zoom. I am Rick Huntsman. And this is Quince. Uh, this week, we've got a very special guest with us. Uh, as you guys already know, we like to uh, connect with people who use their passion and their purpose to bring value um, and ha a positive impact uh, to the community. And this week, we've got Miss uh, Sabre Young, who is a local. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you? <laughs> Good. Glad to have you. Thank um, you for having me. Absolutely. Sabra is a uh, personal trainer and uh, as well as a competitor. Um, and uh, you've got connections with the local YMCA. You've got connections with uh, American Top Team uh, Fitness. And um, we thought you'd make a great guest. So it's finally, we've talked about this before. I think it was even closer toward the beginning of the year. You know, I kind of brought you up to Rick and I said, you know, I've seen her. She's been real consistent at the Y. Every time I go in, she's, you know, you're working with someone else or you're just in on your own and training. And, um, you've got a very heavy following on Instagram and social media. So I said, Rick, I said, I said, Rick, I think she'd be a great fit. And then that's when he told me that uh, your husband trains at the gym as well. Over yeah. the American yeah. top team. So I'm like, hey, it just seems like it's meant to be. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I guess to, to kick things off, uh, you know, I just wanted, we wanted to ask, how long have you been a, uh, a, a physical trainer? Um, I, okay, I got my certification in 20, I think it was early 2017. And then that was kind of when I just jumped right in and started my own online business, which is like the stupidest thing I could have done, honestly. <laughs> Because I had like no in-person experience, which you need. I mean, it's probably the same. Imagine like, you know, with Rick, like imagine trying to teach martial arts. You're brand new. You just got certified. You're trying to yeah. do it online and you've never taught people in real life. Right. So it's just like, no. Yeah. So I started then and then, yeah, I got, when we moved from uh, Missouri to Watertown and then I started training at the Y. That was 2018, I believe. And then, yeah, I've just kind of gone fully back to online and it's, yeah, Pretty smooth <laughs> going, for you. going well online now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you know, and you say that you've, um, you had no experience really working with others in that way, but yet um, you do it yourself. You train um, for your own physical and mental well-being. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, as, as well as compete. So um, were you competing before you were a physical trainer? No, I started in 2018. I started competing. Yeah, late 2018. Oh, okay. So that was about like a year or so after I got certified. It was like shortly after we moved here. And I started, yeah, I started working at the Y. And then, um, yeah, I just, I got bored with just feeling like I was working my ass off for like with no actual goal. And I was sure. like, let's look up what I can do with this and competing came up and I just was like oh cool let's play pay some registration <laughs> fees <Sure>. there <laughs> you go a little a little added motivation you know yeah exactly uh, what was it something at the time that was kind of outside of your comfort zone oh completely yeah I'd never yeah. even like really thought about it until that point and it was just like right. like I said it was like you know when you're doing something over and over it's like what am I training for other than to be fit and healthy? It's just like, this is something I love to do. 
Sure. Like, can I be a professional weightlifter? Like, <laughs> what am I doing with this? Like, other than training people, like, right. I just felt like I needed to have, you know, have more of a purpose, give myself a new challenge. And yeah, that that's was an, it. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's an awesome, uh, that's an awesome progression. Um, when I, uh, so I, I didn't really get into fitness or anything like that. And so I was probably 26, 27. I, I realized I was, sloppily out of shape so I just kind of started running and then doing like pull-ups in the house and then I got into strength training I actually got my uh, personal trainer certification um, a little over six years ago now and it was kind of the same thing I was like okay well I'm, I'm training I like this yeah personal trainer so I studied and uh, what I thought was going to happen was I would get my certification and then I would just be able to start start coaching people and start training people um, so kind of similar to you like oh I'll just get online and this will be and then you realize, holy shit, one, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I realized early <laughs> on. And, um, exactly it. it kind you might of, know uh, how to coach yourself, but then doing it for other people is like all yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you think, you know, I don't know what it is. I think in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, well, I'll tell somebody I'm a personal trainer. And they're like, okay, I want to hire you. And they, that's not how it works, you know? No. And, uh, so I got lucky. <laughs> I, um, I started training up at, uh, it was jujitsu nation at the time and, and it's become an American top team, uh, Watertown. And I started coaching a fitness class up there. I was, you know, I talked to the owner and I was like, Hey man, can, you know, can I do this? And and use that to pay for my membership. And he was like, sure. Why not? You know, and started yeah. doing like what eventually became a cardio kickboxing class and, uh, just kind of a way to cut my teeth. And, but all of it has been figuring shit out as I go, you know, yeah. but with that underlying desire of, you know, helping other people and stuff and just yeah, it up, you know? Yeah. So That's I, I awesome. feel that improvised lifestyle for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think oftentimes, uh, this is stuff Rick and I have talked about before, but a lot of times those thoughts, you know, the fact that we've never done it before, we don't have experience and that quite frankly, we don't always know what we're doing. Uh, that keeps a lot of people from moving forward. Absolutely. And it kind of, you know, it keeps people yeah. sitting right in the same place and it does take, um, a different type of person to push through and kind of dive in and try and make sense of that chaos, uh, you know, uh, just as you go. Um, Absolutely. You know, there's no right or wrong until you start taking action and, and learning yeah. right on the spot. And that's the stuff that kind of sticks with you, um, yeah. you know, moving forward. And I, and it's apparent that you just kind of have the, uh, the personality, I mean, the work ethic and the personality for what you do. Um, cause you seem to have a great rapport, you know, within the area and online social media. So now that you're in it, does it feel like, um, that a lot of it comes natural now, or is it still, uh, do you, do, are you learning things new still on a daily basis? Always learning, always learning, yeah. always. Yeah, no, it's, I still find myself like, even to do this today, like I was saying to my husband, I was like, I know that I need to like get out of my box more and do things that make me a little bit uncomfortable. And because that's, I mean, sounds so cliche, but like, that's the only way to grow. That's the only way to progress is doing things outside of your comfort zone and taking a chance and doing something. And so it's like, I always just have to remind myself, like, <laughs> you know, what's going to happen. You won't regret it. Right. Whenever you need to, you know, progress in any way, whether it be like in fitness, like how I decided to start competing or how I start, you know, just anything. 
Yeah. So when you, uh, I, I, I imagine I'm, I'm assuming we probably have some similar experiences with getting people into the gym or getting people into fitness or getting people to continue to move forward. And it seems a lot of the stuff you're saying is, is are things that I've heard from uh, clients or from students, uh, from fighters, even, you know, people that are, are nervous to take that next step forward. Um, now the fact that you, that you live that and you personally put yourself through that discomfort and that constant process of growth, how much have you found that that makes it easier to relate to clients and easier to talk to clients and encourage people moving forward using that own personal experience to relate to them? Yeah. Well, and actually, like you said, I get a ton, a ton. And especially because I, I exclusively train women and it's, I mean, it's not a secret that fitness, the fitness realm in general is pretty male dominant. Yeah, for sure. And so a lot of the women that I get, and especially, you know, if they're just getting into it, they're uncomfortable, they're beginners, maybe they're a little bit heavier, whatever. They don't want to go to the gym because they feel like everybody's like, that's been half the reason what's keeping them from changing to a healthier lifestyle is because they just can't, they want to stay in their comfort zone. They're afraid to even go to the gym because they don't want, you know, like people judging them or feel like, oh, I'm the big woman at the gym that doesn't know what she's doing or whatever. And it's just like, I've had had to have so many talks with people where it's just like, look, everybody is so damn obsessed with themselves. Nobody's looking at you. (laughs) Nobody cares what you're doing. Like do it for you and you have to put yourself out there and you will never regret it. You will never be like, damn, like, I shouldn't have gone to the gym today. I feel it. You know what I mean? I wish I had stayed on the couch more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and there's so many people that are like, oh my gosh, you know what? You were right. Like after I just did it, conquered that, I feel so much better. I feel so much more confident in the gym. And I actually feel like I know what I'm, even if I don't know what I'm doing exactly, at least I'm there putting in the effort and I'm proud of myself. Feel like they're, they're on the right path. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's huge too is, uh, um, you know, something that, that Quince and I talk about a lot and something that I, I, I tell my students is like, I haven't always known what the, the hell I'm doing. You know, like you said, you, everybody's you, a beginner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just, you signed up and your first competition probably wasn't what you wanted. Even if, you know, yeah. even if you performed well or you felt like you had a good showing and stuff, you probably say you were like, I could have done better. You know, I had no yeah. idea, you know, and how, so how many times have you uh, competed now? I've done three shows now. Yeah. Okay. But like you said, yeah, my first one was I had absolutely no clue. Yeah. And even I, mean, I look even back between, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's so important. And I think that's probably why uh, people respond so well to you, especially, you know, women. It's good. I can sit there and I can give a woman the same advice that you do, but I've never lived it. So I don't have that credibility, but you, you've taken the initiative. You put yourself in kind of that, that male centric world you've exceeded you've done well you continually got outside of that comfort zone you just have so much more relatable experience and i think i think that's very powerful um to to have an example like you you know just say i didn't know what the hell i was doing i started i i pushed through it and even if you're you know you're not perfect and even if you don't win competitions or whatever it's all about that constant progress and that constant discomfort and that constant growth you know so that's it, yeah. it's such an awesome story to hear an awesome awesome example to see you know, yeah. and I think, and I really like that advice as far as the, you, you really have to do it for you. 
and you yeah. have to learn your own, uh, you know, your reasoning behind that because there might be a lot of different people telling you, this is why you need to do it. You should do it for this reason, this reason, that reason. But until you find your own reason, uh, you don't, yeah. really, you know, you don't really have that groundation uh, or, or that foundation uh, to stand. Just on. make up a word. Groundation, yeah. Groundation. Look, man, I'm an artist. I, this is what I do. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but no, you know, it's very true. And I think that that um, genuineness, once you do, you, once you are able to come from that core um, foundation, I think people are very receptive and open to that. Yeah. Um, you know, that that place of uh, uh, genuineness. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to come back to the uh, the comp uh, competing real quick because I've seen you've gone all over the United States uh, yeah. to compete, which is great. I mean, that's one of the things I love about music is that you get to see the world in that yes. way. Um, so yes. it's just, you know beneficial on multiple uh, levels. But uh, when you compete and when you're coming up to a competition, do you have a certain process uh, that you go through maybe a, a week or two weeks before? Oh. It's it's way more than that. It's, it's more than that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's one of those ones like, and you guys are gonna hear it first. Um, I'm actually gonna do a prep series on YouTube. Um, I'm starting a channel, so that's pretty exciting. So it's gonna document the whole thing because it's definitely way more than like a two week before thing. It's like sure. we start. Um, we start my prep. Well, I'm going to be doing a show in the fall and we're already in it. Like we're already in prep and it's, yeah, but like, <laughs> it's long. It's not like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a full, it's a full time. It's a life. It's your whole life. It changes everything. So the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's probably closer to say Rick, when you're about to fight, you know, you're, you're planning three, four months beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, usually for us, we have a guy that's in, you know, that's in fight camp. It's usually a six to eight week camp. The you, you train year round. You're always training, you know, yeah. but it, it's maintenance stuff. It's technical stuff. Um, but that last six to eight weeks, that's the big push up to the competition where it's all right, quit fucking around with your diet, get serious, get focused. But it sounds like uh, for you, it sounds like it's even further out than that. It sounds like it's three or yeah. four months of, I guess, a camp. Yeah, we usually have, um, so in general, bikini competitors, we do like, there'll be a four or five month growth period where you're, I mean, you're still supposed to keep your diet on point. I completely messed that up this past year and I just, I went off the rails like as, yeah, I just, I gained way more than I'm supposed to in my off season and it was just, but you live and you learn. Yeah. Um, but most, most people do that. And you're like lifting heavier on those targeted areas because it's not just like, Oh, go up there and look muscular in a bikini. Like they're looking for a very specific shape. So it, it's a lot more technical than most people <laughs> probably think it is. And then it seems on the surface, but so, um, you do that growth period and you have like increased calories, stuff like that. You're still supposed to be eating fairly clean. Um, and then you do about, we're doing a four, four or five month prep. I, I can't even, my, well, the competitions keep getting moved and stuff because of yeah, COVID. Sure. So it's kind of like, I don't really know how long, but, um, my last one was a five, five month prep. And 
So, I mean, that's five months of no cheat meals. You eat exactly what your coach tells you to eat every single day, completely clean. You don't have like, like I can't even have cream in my coffee, like nothing, not one thing out of line for five months. You train hard, you train like right now I'm doing six, I'm only on six days a week of cardio, 45 minutes a day, but that'll, that'll slowly increase. I'll be doing double or triple that by the end of the five months. And then plus I do my strength training on top of that every single day, like timed meals. It's, Right. It's a big, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no joke. That's no joke. It's, and it's a lot, yeah. It, it, and, and uh, you know, it certainly takes a lot of uh, conviction and a lot of discipline. Um, does the discipline, are, are, do you find, are you very self-motivated? Is it easy, is it easy to stay self-motivated uh, when it comes to stuff like such hardcore training for these competitions? Or do you find you might lapse um, here and there? In the tra- for the training part of it, I abs- that's what I love to do. That's what got me into this in the first place. Okay. So when it comes to the training, there is very rarely a day where I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. Like, that's like the highlight of my day. Sure. <laughs> like, sure. I love it. I, I yeah. love it. Um, the cardio. Oh, my God. I hate cardio. Who doesn't <laughs> hate cardio? I don't know that's- who loves cardio. So okay. that part sucks. But at the same time, like, I mean, you just, you just do it. Cause at, at this yeah. point, it's and just part of the, I mean, we it's talk what all you the, do. Yeah. right. We talk all the time about, you know, success really comes from not that last, not just you getting to uh, the competition and being up on stage, but it is uh, falling in love with that process, falling in love with the training Absolutely. and that work, and, you know, and that's really uh, the true definition of, of what success um or certainly what it amounts to and what it feels like. Yeah, and so many people talk about, like, especially in the competing world, like, there's people who compete for the right reasons and for the wrong reasons. And there's a lot of people that you'll see, they'll just do it because they want to get, like, shredded as hell and they just want to look cool on Instagram or whatever. And then they blow up after the show and then you never see them on stage again because it Mm. was just, like, you know, that, that's the wrong reasons. And then, you know, and they're the kind of people that complain through the whole process and they don't, it, it, but it's just, it's a mindset thing. Mm -hmm. You have to change your mindset. And it's like doing this has honestly, it's affected the way that I run my business. It's affected the way that even like I am as a parent, like I, I always say to my husband, like it, I'm just such a better person when I'm in prep because I had that mentality that like you do what it takes and you don't stop until it's done and you're always improving. Absolutely. That's, I think that that's so, that's so critical. Um, is that it's, it's work ethic. Work work ethic is, I think a lot of people think work ethic is in the gym, you know, but like you said, your training sessions are the highlight of your day because the rest of it is just, is necessary. You know, the rest yeah. of it's not fun. The dieting is not fun. Um, and so for you, uh, you know, you and you and Marshall, you have you have two daughters, right? And you guys, Marshall trains hard as shit too. That guy, yeah. he trains way harder than I do, especially he got uh, competition focused himself um, not too long ago. And yeah. he, uh, 
I, man, when he was in the gym, I know I was talking to him about his diet and, and all that stuff. He's got the same mentality as you, and he's hardcore as hell. Um, and he, he's a stud in his own right. He's super strong, super athletic. He's super disciplined. And so it seems like for you guys, that's a that's not only a lifestyle for each one of you individually, but from the sounds of it, it's almost a lifestyle in the, the home. Yeah, you know? it um, is. Yeah. And uh, can you speak maybe a little bit to, to how you guys, how you guys balance that a little? Oh God, uh, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you last year when he was, you were, he did um, a competition. Where was it last year? Oh God, I don't. Was that the, the one down in Albany maybe? S something springs uh Maybe. saratoga springs yes yes yeah, that's where yeah, it was and that was like three weeks before the olympia amateur in las vegas for me so i was like oh. at the end of my prep i was yeah. like and he asked me to drive like what was it like five freaking hours to go to this competition and he's yeah. training hard like crazy leading yeah. up to the competition I'm like at the end of my prep. So I'm like, you know, cardio's through the roof. I'm dieted down. I'm just like an angry prep monster. at this Because <laughs> I'm sorry, if you're doing like two hours of cardio a day and you're eating like nothing at that point, not nothing, but yeah, like right. you're not going to be in the best mood, but Where oh my gosh, T towards the end, like <clears throat> balance wasn't really <laughs> we got it done we figure it out and it's like sure. it, it's just kind of not really balanced but doing figuring out how you're going to do what you got to do because you have to right and it would be like you know because he's military so he would get up 5 a.m go to work all day i'd take our oldest daughter to school and then take my youngest daughter with me to the gym get back, get home, eat, get her down for a nap and feed her and stuff, then go pick the other one up from school, come back, take them both to the gym to go do my second cardio session, come home, give them dinner, then he would still be gone and then he'd go straight from work to go to training. Yeah. And then if I had to do more cardio and I wasn't able to fit it in in the hour long slot that we have for childcare <laughs> at the gym, I would have to go back to the gym at like, a, there was times I'd be leaving Planet Fitness at like one in the morning. Whoa. And so it was just like, it, yeah, yeah, balance. And you wake it up, wake up and do it all, do it all over again. Well, yeah. so I think that kind of, I, I think that kind of speaks to uh, maybe not balance in the moment, but balance maybe like overall, because after competition, what kind of rest period do you have? Because there's, there's periods of intense work. But then to balance that, there has to be periods of intense rest too. So do you have like a like a three to four week grace period after you compete where it's just you breathe and you just try to enjoy life or? Um, because of what it, you get down to such a low body fat percentage, you can't do that. You would completely okay. destroy your metabolism. You get sick. You would, that's how you like blow up. We call it like the post-show blow up. Sure. So you have to actually reverse diet back so okay. you actually it's really more important to be on it after because you could just ruin five months of hard work in a matter of weeks if you overeat which is exactly what i did after my last competition sure so okay. yeah the, the discipline doesn't really stop after the competition it's no wow you have to ease back into normal otherwise like you're you just your body's 
fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, now, were, were you aware that this would be the case when you were first hopping into it, or was this something that you had to learn kind of the hard way? I I knew that. And after my first show, I successfully did it. After my second show, I successfully did it. But after my third show, my third show was like, it was, it was not a good time. It was, oh, there was a bunch of drama surrounding the show. I had somebody from my second show who I had beat out in Las Vegas trying to get me disqualified from the third show. So there was drama galore. And it was just like nobody, it was in Toronto, this, my last show. Um, when so, I was the last one, was that the same time that, that Marshall was competing? Right before no, that was, that was my second show. Okay. That was Olympia. Okay. Um, that was in September of last year. And then the next one was th- my last show in Toronto was, um, late October, I think. Okay. Of last year. So they were only about a month, month and a half apart. Ooh. But yeah. Oh, it was wow. like the worst, like limbo period. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah so it was just bad nobody could come with me to the show so I, it was my first show that I did alone with nobody in the audience I knew nobody there but all the competitors in Canada know each other yeah because it's a very small world there like yeah. competing wise yeah. so it was just yeah it was an awful show and I think that just mentally affected me and when I got home I was just like screw it I don't want to reverse I'm and I just I completely went off the rails and right but I mean I'd been prepping for like almost two years consecutively so it was kind of like you know I just I was exhausted and I just completely did a 180 and I regret it but I mean like I said you live and learn yeah absolutely um I I know have those those moments that 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 feel like failure you know or those moments where you have to know where your limits are, you know, because as much as we talk about pushing that cover zone and pushing those limits and stuff, at a certain point, it's just not good for you. Mentally, you're yeah. physically, you got to right. say, you said, fuck it, and just let it happen, you know? And yeah. then, but then, but now you know, you know, you're not going to yeah. probably prep for two years straight again. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> I, probably. Um, I know when uh, doing, doing what I do as far as like performing or putting together shows, you know, it takes so much prep work that uh, and so much energy and uh, focus that after it, the day after, there's just complete exhaustion yeah. On, yeah. on my part. And so, you know, at first I would just, just lay in bed and I would think that I must not be doing it right just because of how I feel. I don't want to answer the phone. I don't want to hop online and respond to, uh, you know, uh, comments or anything like, anything yeah. like that. Until I learn to understand that it, it's kind of part of this whole process because you do put a lot of effort and energy into it that of course you have to take a little bit of time to give back to self. So yeah. Now, yeah. Now, now I don't necessarily feel like it's, it's a failure or I don't let that sort of depressive mind state take over. I, I yeah. appreciate it for what it is and all the hard work that was put in before. So now, you know, I can just enjoy it and take some of that time away just for myself, uh, you, you know, as long as needed sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, so that, that, you know, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so you said you've got a competition coming up in the fall. Hopefully. Uh, and <laughs> hopefully, you know, uh, given everything that's go- been going on. And of course, you've also had to change uh, how you train and work with people, given oh, yeah. um, uh, the, the, the pandemic. Uh, how have you found uh, adapting to that 
Uh, do you use a lot of Zoom or how does that, how do you go about it? Well, I actually, conveniently enough, I stopped training in person last year. So I haven't been doing okay. that for a while anyways. Okay. Um, the biggest change for me was that I had to, I, I only had a handful. I think I had maybe like three out of all of my, like I had about 40 online clients at the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I think maybe three to five of them were, um, were home-based workouts. Okay. So now all of a sudden within a matter of days, I have to switch 40 women over <laughs> to completely new training plans. Right. So that was really fun. But, um, I actually, I have an app and everything. So it's really easy to deliver all the training plans and everything to my clients. Like they all have video demonstrations and everything. It was just, it was definitely a couple hectic days where I was glued to my computer sure. changing everybody over. But I mean, other than that, it's not yeah, really well, a big difference for me. Yeah. It sounds like you're a little ahead of the curve anyway. Yeah. I guess um, so. Great. I knew yeah. it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, are you um, on this new YouTube channel? Um, you know, you're going to be kind of documenting uh, your progress as uh, for the competitions. Are you also going to utilize it for, um, the training as well, or are you going to stick with the app that you have? Uh, I'm definitely going to stick, I think, with the app that I have. I probably, I mean, on my channel, I think I'm going to give some, you know, the tips and all that stuff that I even do now on my Instagram for meal prep and that kind of thing. But right. my training is definitely, yeah, my app is, because everybody is so personalized, I don't like to give out big gen pop workouts because sure. i don't i don't personally believe in those that they they really work Absolutely. so that's not the way every single person's body is different your training needs to be different and customized to you sure so Absolutely. i don't want to give out stuff that i don't believe in i don't want to be like yeah if you do this great youtube workout you're gonna lose 20 pounds like yes. Right. Sorry, that's not the way it works, and I'm not going to uh, pretend that's the way it works. So if you, it's so, you know. it's so refreshing to hear. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. yeah, and you, the that's I think one of the biggest things in, in the fitness world is is everybody that reaches a high level says my way is the best way to do it. But I think, like you said, you can give suggestions, try this, see if you like it, see if it works for your body. But ultimately, when it comes down, to, especially if you want to reach a high level, it's very personalized. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah. So, um, so we've got uh, we've got about seven minutes left here before uh, my cheap ass Zoom runs out. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, Chris, well, what, what do you what do you got? I had another um, question just about as far as the training itself. You know, obviously there are physical benefits to it. Um, you know, a little bit healthier, and you're, you're in better shape um, mm -hmm. aesthetically. Um, but what about the things people can't see? What about the internal? What about like the mental? How does that benefit you? How does the training benefit that aspect? This, and we sort of got into that before, but I, it's just the, it's the work ethic and being proud of what you can do. And in my case, it's a little easier to, to see, um, but it's like my clients, when they come to me and they're like, you know, I haven't seen much difference on the scale. We've only been working together for three weeks, but I already feel so much better and so much more confident because like 
I can see that this hard work that I'm putting in is paying off. And it makes me feel so good about myself that I'm doing this. And I think that is bigger than any kind of physical changes that you will see is the fact that you can be proud of yourself for putting in work and having it pay off. And you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think that that probably even uh, comes before the physical change. Yeah. Because it's, it's that sort of high almost or the realization that it's, you could feel it working. You know, you yeah. can start to trust in that process a little bit more. And then over time, you know, you can also see the physical change. So, I mean, you know, it's just a, a win-win. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. I definitely think that the, the people that stick with it and the people that ultimately end up with the external benefits are the people that have that exact story that, that you were just talking about. The people that say, I'm frustrated. The number on the scale is not going down. And I say, well, you know, how much stronger are you now? How much more can you, how many, you know, you can do more push-ups, you can lift more weight. And the people that, that accept that and that believe in that internal, that internal strength, you know, because your body gets stronger, but also your, your mind is getting stronger, you know, and those are the people that yeah. are sticking out for two or three years, you know, and that's, and those are the, the really beautiful stories of the people that, that come to you and exactly like you said, say, you know, I feel more confident, I feel stronger and, and then yeah. they, they trust you to, to, to guide them too, you know. And then not only that you get that from your workouts, what you can, but you can just, it, it's the same thing that you can apply it, like I said, to, to every single aspect of your life. And I think that's such a better outcome than any kind of physical changes that you could make. Absolutely. You know, to, to, to take it from just a hobby to a lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, you know, to make it that, mo- uh, that much more permanent uh, is, is definitely where it's at. I agree. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, Saber, it's been awesome getting, uh, getting a few minutes to chat with you. Thank you for taking the time on this, uh, beautiful Sunday afternoon to, to, you know, share a little bit about what you have to offer with us. Thank you for having me. That was so fun. Absolutely. Uh, real quick, uh, plug yourself. Where can we find you on Instagram and uh, Facebook? Uh, I am at bootcamp Barbie or at she lifts fit on Instagram and I'm she lifts fitness on Facebook. Okay, beautiful. When uh, when we share this, we'll make sure we'll, we'll give you a tag and everything. And uh, uh, if you guys are looking, especially um, like you said, you work uh, exclusively with women, um, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's uh, a, a role model or a figure that that women very much need sometimes when they're very uncertain. Uh, and I, I think you've got a great mindset for it and uh, and a great story to share. Um, so absolutely encourage people to at least check out your page um and see what you have to offer yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know and i would love to touch base again uh closer to the fall closer to the competition i mean yes I that I wait till after the competition you probably i'll have like i'll have my diet face i'll look completely different <laughs> <laughs> i'll be angry i won't be smiling <laughs> yeah that sounds like it would be a lot all of right it. maybe rick's <laughs> onto something after the competition we'll hit you up, like, till right after till i've had my post-show <laughs> cheat meal and <laughs> fantastic uh, thanks great. for taking the time on this sunday sabra uh, all right thank you absolutely and we'll be talking to you soon for sure sounds good all righty